which you can refer to as pillars for life. Those statements, when it come out of me, and you are hearing either on the television or in the church, you must make sure you write them down. They are rema. That is what God is speaking to you for the season. There are three conditions that will be dealt with by God tonight. The first condition is somebody who is hopeless, in a hopeless situation. The second condition is somebody whose hope is almost dying and the effort she made concerning the hope, certainly the hope died at the end of your effort. And the third person is somebody whose condition has changed his name so that his name is no more known because they describe you by the condition that is odd in your life. But before we go into that, I told you to prophesy to someone beside you. If you are a Christian and you, whenever you are told to prophesy to somebody, and you are having problem understanding what that means. The first thing I would recommend to you is that don't miss any Bible study. If you are listening to me from another church, whenever they have meetings in church, don't be one of those who go late. Neither should you miss such gathering. Because in every gathering that the word of God is taught, people go away with a fresh knowledge. The Bible tells me in the book of Romans, why, what can hinder a believer from prophesying? There's only one thing. And what can determine a believer speaking so deeply from God into the lives of people? It's the same thing. If you look at the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 4, it says, just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have the same function. So in Christ, we, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to each other. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, what did he say? Do I have people from the headquarters here? I'm sure you are not, you are still just trying to wake up. Really, let me say this to you. This VG may go until 6 in the morning. So speak very, very well, quick. Amen. So what does he say? No, 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 no. I was reading the Bible. Was it not put on the board for you? So it says, we have different gifts according to grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, complete it. Say it again. Say it again. Why do I tell you to repeat the word? Because when you repeat the word of God, it becomes flesh. If you read the Bible without concentration, it's like just wasting your time and your tongue and your saliva. That's the reason why someone may tell a blind see, and the blind will not see. 
Because the Lord wants to deal with you here today on healing. But because you were told to prophesy and I saw that why some people got into it and stuff, I recognized that those people were people who attended the youth convention when those things manifested and they understood. And I recognized that some people are wondering what's going on here. Now, upon this house is the prophetic spirit. That's why God put upon you as a father a prophet and a seer. And when the father of the house functions in a gift, the reason is because it's available to the whole house. Because when you give back to children, they have your resemblance. You are my spiritual children. And so in our anatomy, God had coded us together. And what I've been doing among you, and I began to teach you how to operate into them. And I'm so happy, even children are, you know, prophesying. And they came to me and was telling me, oh, I didn't know I was prophesying. I said, yes, you were. <laughs> I didn't know I was prophesying until the person said everything about his life I was saying. Okay, you said everything about his life, the person you were praying for. He said, that's what she says. Yeah, that, that's prophecy, babe. Prophecy operates by your own faith. As the scripture. And you know that scripture says, you prophesy according to the proportion. That is the ratio or the percentage or the measure of faith that you have. Let me say this to you. Every one of you will confirm with me that when you start praying many times, it seems as if you are just trying to to charge, isn't it? Sometimes you are tired, Father, in the name of Jesus and the Father, the Lord. And then you sleep and you wake up still praying. And suddenly something will happen which you cannot put your finger on. And you discover you just start flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing. And then, you know, from you go to yeah, because you must start in the flesh, in the physical, for the Holy Spirit to take over in the spiritual. Can you? Are we together now? So the Bible tells us about prophesying. I don't want to talk about that tonight, but because of this incident, five minutes, we'll move, we'll move into, into other things. That, you know, if, you, if your gift is prophesying, you, you should prophesy, or you will prophesy according to the faith measure. And how do you get faith? By what? By what? By what? By heart and hearing? By the word of God. Faith doesn't come by, you know, somebody praying. <laughs> it comes by you reading the Bible. It comes by you attending fellowship. It comes by you listening to the lecture. It comes by you coming to the Bible school. And sitting and learning. Sharing and learning. The more you are acquainted with the word, the more your faith level will rise. Let me just give you a simple analysis about that. Somebody who had never read, read the Bible, had never seen Jesus heal, do miracles. How can he believe that miracle can happen? It's, very, it's, it's not possible. It's just not possible. Because he's not acquainted with it. It's not, it's not seen that happen. He's not read that happen. But somebody who reads a lot about miracles of God in the Bible, you saw the manifestation of God in the old times. How a man like you commanded the, the sun to stand still in the valley of Aijalon. How another young man like you was in the temple or a teenager, 13, 
And the voice of the Lord came to him when the elders could not hear anymore. The high priest could not hear, but a boy of 13 had the voice of God. How a young man at 17 tore the lion with his bare hands and pulled down Goliath, who, who faced the whole country, cut off the head of the warrior. A boy of 17 who, when they put the army military armor on him, he weighed him down. But without the armor, he slew the man who terrorized the country. By the Spirit of God. You know, what you will find with all those boys and Jeremiah and the rest of them is that they know the Word of God. They know the Word of God. So when the Word of God came to them, they understood it. They didn't think in their mind. They know the Word of God. So therefore, when you are speaking by prophecy, you are uttering the mind of Christ through the mind of Christ in you to somebody else so that you are speaking not what you know, but what the Spirit of God is saying through your mouth. The period within which you receive those words and you speak those words are nanoseconds. And you would think you are the one thinking. If you don't know what to do, if you begin to quote the scripture to somebody that, you know, it is written, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord, the Lord lift up his holy hands to shine upon his face to shine upon you, the Lord give you rest. You begin to, you know, you know, speak such things. The Lord will bless you. You're going out. Will come, bless you. You're coming in. As you begin to speak those things in the physical, and you get your spirit into it, because you know now you are doing a spiritual thing, then you will shift completely into the spirit. That is how easy it is. I would together. But it is faith that triggers prophetic. And a Christian who doesn't know the Bible, no matter how much you pray loud, you know, praying loud or, or low doesn't give effect to prayer. But at the same time too, sometimes you pray very loud for it to be effective because it is by the Spirit. I would gather, Jesus went to the tomb of Lazarus. He's, he cried, Lazarus! But when he saw the woman of the widow of name, he just said, put down the coffin, and he raised, he took that boy by hand, and he raised the boy up. And he didn't make noise. But in Lazarus' place, it shouted, because everything is by the Spirit. So, you prophesy by the Spirit, and you prophesy what triggers prophetic is faith, measure of faith. Someone is saying that it's a gift. Well, if prophetic is a gift, I think the Bible says, the only gift the Bible says that all Christians have, or one of the, one of the gifts. Mark 16, 17 tells us, this and for those who believe, in my name they will cast out devils. Every Christian can cast demons out. We can conduct deliverance, not pray for hours, but commanding and the devil come out. And if it doesn't come out, you leave him alone and just do something else. Until when you can come and command, and it will come out. Not exhausting your energy because you are trying to get a spirit out. No. They're commanding by authority of God. You all can do it. It says you all can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You all can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Alright? The same thing you all can prophesy. Look at the book of 1 Corinthians 14. You got my time today. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gift, especially the gift of what? Come on now, the gift of what? Say the gift of prophecy. 
What the Bible say? Follow the way of love and eagerly desire what spiritual gift. And it says, afford the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of what? Prophecy. Hmm? If I read the night gifts to you next week, and I say, choose one, I'm sure that some of you will be wanting this, the gift of signs and wonders. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the Bible says you should desire the gift of prophecy. Well, why did he say that? We'll look more into that next week. But if I read the next verse to you, because I want to stop at one verse. For anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. My. The next one says, But everyone who prophesies, do what? Speak to men for their what? Strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Hallelujah, somebody. So, if I say to you to prophesy, give somebody a comforting word. And that will describe the life of that person. Just look into your spirit. A scripture come to you. Just say it. That is what that person needs for the day. Are you with me now? God is always willing to comfort all. And one of the means God can comfort others is by prophecy. It will, it will seem as if it's your thoughts. Then if it's your thought and it's the word of God, say it. It's God. Don't be afraid. You can't have fear that you get it wrong if you give somebody a scripture. Yes, you can't have such fear. But when it comes to saying that um, uh, today you went to Blackfriars, then you are very careful. Because what about if you didn't go to Blackfriars? Yes? And tomorrow you are intending to go to and this is what we want to go and do. Now, that one is office. It's different from prophesying. Prophesying is speaking forth. Prophetic office is different from prophetic utterance. I will talk to you about that the next week. Next week is, is um, Holy Ghost. Well, I will, I will ask that none of you should miss any day next week. If you don't miss it, you will live to tell the good stories. <laughs> the Lord will visit his people. Now he says here, strengthen, encourage, and comfort. That is prophecy. So prophecy does not make you fear. It doesn't scare you. Prophecy does not expose your, your dirty linen in the public. <laughs> I say that again. Prophecy does not expose your dirty linen in the public. If God says to me that... Um, Pastor Ababa, I can use him for any example because he's my armor bearer. Because what I want to use him for, if I use somebody else, he may be saying, ah, ah, apostle. <laughs> Look at Pastor Ababa here now. He's a very faithful man. And someone came and said that you are a thief, says the Lord. A thief, says the Lord. What should Pastor Baba do? Instantly, if you tell the person, you are blind, says the Spirit of the Most High. You must be sure of who you are. 
And any prophecy that is contrary to what you are, you must not accept it at all. You must not allow the person to repeat it. You must act immediately. Is that someone saying to you that, Pastor Ababa, you're a woman. Really, you're a woman. You're just in men's clothing. Is that going to be a prophecy? Rubbish. It cannot be prophecy. Because it does not encourage him. It does not build him up. Or the prophet comes and says that some years ago, 2001, I saw you on this day. And you did this. And it's referring to your past sin. And it was accurate. That man is speaking of the devil, not of God. Because why? Romans chapter 4, verse 7 says, Blessed are those whose sins are forgiven. And it says, Blessed are those whose sins I will never count against them. When God forgives you your sins, God cannot speak it through the lips of a man. Any man who refers to it by any vision is of the devil. You are making me teach on the already Holy Ghost stuff I'm teaching you. <laughs> you know when those guys come, they present fear to you first. So that anything they say, any rubbish that come out of their mouth, you will be afraid to contest it. They are devils. Because God never terrifies people. He encourages you. He strengthens you. He comforts you. He doesn't tell you where you fell. He tells you where you are going. <laughs> it doesn't remember, remind you of your past. It tells you his plan for you. You know, I was speaking somewhere yesterday. Let's talk about Gideon. God came to a boy called Gideon who, who has lost hope. And God said to him, You mighty man of Belo. And he said to God, You must be a stranger in this town. You are talking to Mr. Gideon. Please. And God kept quiet. What about Mr. Gideon? He said, you know, in the whole of Israel, I come from the least village. Not only that. He said, in that least village, my family is the lowest. You see? And in the family that is the lowest, I'm just the most useless. <laughs> so, where are you bringing your greetings from? And the Lord looked at him again and said, go in this strength of yours. I mean, you cannot understand this. You see, you must start to change your confession about yourself to what God is confessing about you. You know, I say some things to you like, if Britain will be saved, it is by me. What about you? You can't see yourself as the savior of Britain? You see, that's what I'm saying. If you are not the one that God will use to redeem this country, what are you doing here? You should have been saved in a country that you will be used you don't know what I'm saying? But because God brought you here and saved you here, that's why you are the one that God will use. When we talk about God using people, some of you will apportion it to some people. No, 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 no. You, you. You are the one. It's not according to what you have in your pocket. It's according to what you did not have, but God has it. Hallelujah. The Spirit of not only need to come upon you, there was a man called Obedidon. When they were bringing the ark of God back to the city of David, the Bible tells us that Uzzah, the ark stumbled, and Uzzah touched the ark, and Holy Ghost killed him there because he breached protocol. So David said, don't bring this ark to my house because the priest who was helping the ark died. How much more the house he enters? <laughs> so he now said, in this city, 
who in this city that if he becomes miserable and die, it does not matter because he's already most miserable and already wanting to die. And they found a useless man. <laughs> they found a useless man called Benedino. They said, okay, bring it to my house because I'm not good for anything. If he kills me, nobody lose. So they brought it, brought God to the house of the useless man. Because God has ordained him never to be useless. God has ordained him to be a great blessed man. But everything around him made him useless. And he cannot see himself out of the messes. So, when they brought it to his house, he probably would expect that before morning he would be dead. Before morning, angels visited his house. He woke up into morning. Where is this coming from? The Bible says in three months he became the richest man, richer than David himself. When David began to hear Mr. Bedidon, Mr. Bedidon everywhere in the town, he said, which one? He said, the one that you took the act to three months ago. Ah. How did he make it? And they came to Bedidon and said, ah, it is the act you sent to come and kill me. He blessed me. David now said, alright, if that be the case, bring the act to the city of David. <laughs> that will turn your fortune around. Change the way you speak to yourself. You are more than what you think you are. You are a volume of power and glory. Might and honor is upon you. You didn't hear what I just said. I said you didn't hear what I just said. <laughs> oh. Yes. For the next 10 minutes I will talk to you about the message of today. <laughs> Third John 2. What does he say? Read it now. The person up there, somebody help him. Shall we read it? I don't like how you read it. You are saying, dear friend, I pray that you enjoy a good life. And I'll make a good way with who? With me. Even if you are praying for me, is that how you talk to me? Let's read the scripture with life, my friend. <laughs> who is the friend? I can't hear you. I said, who is that friend? You didn't get what I said. I said, who is that friend the Bible is talking about? You are the friend of God. Let me tell you your two rights. You have right to be in good health. And you have right to prosper. Two together. Period. You don't have right to be jobless. Really the Lord told me to pray for everyone that is said to be jobless in this meeting or today. And the Lord gave me a guarantee that he will get them job immediately next week. If you are looking for a job, I will pray for you. The Lord told me also to pray for people who want to change their job for better. And the top people God told me to pray for are the people who are in business. You cannot be stagnated. Look, this is the will of the Father for you in Christ. On Sunday we spoke a lot about that. But today, I will only zero into health. It says, I pray that you may enjoy good health. Say, I have good health. 
Say, I have good health. So if the will of the Father is for you to have good health, when bad health comes, what do you say? You rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Are you with me now? Never you say, my sickness has come. It is not yours. It is not part of the gift of God, neither is it part of the gift of the Spirit. Infirmity is from the devil, period. Either you add some things and you got sick, Satan is in trouble. Or he attacks you and you got sick. It doesn't matter where you get sickness in your body. The devil is in trouble. Is somebody here at all with me? Look at the book of Mark. Let's see Mark. Mark chapter, chapter what? Chapter what? Let's see. <laughs> Let's see first Mark chapter 5. Three stories there we're going to look at very quickly. And then we will pray. Look, if you have sickness in your body tonight, you're not going home with it. Your sickness will not go home with you. Tonight, you and your sickness, you separate. If it is the will of God that you have good health, why should we be sick? If sickness remains in us, it's because we are not operating in the will. I'm not saying sin. I mean, God's will is that you'll be healed. And when sickness is coming upon you, you are operating out of the will because you are not standing in the will to rebuke that sickness and let him know that it's not part of what God has given to you. He's a stranger. The Bible says the strangers shall be weary. They will run out of their hibernation. If a thief bubbles your house in the night, how do you send him out? Could you leave, please? Is that what you say? When you are hearing somebody trying to open your, 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 your door in the night, and you have AK-47 by license. By license you have it. Alright? And you know that if you shoot a thief in the front, legally you are alright. But if you shoot him when he's running away, then you have committed uh, If you shoot him in front, it's self-defense. Especially if he's, him, if he's armed. And you are licensed to carry your arms. Okay? That is why police will not be, will not hesitate to use his arm if you are armed. And he says stop and you are coming towards him. It's enough for him to just discharge his, his ammunition. Okay? So, you are hearing group in your, your door. And you have AK-47 and you are upstairs. What will you do? Could you that person leave please? Is that what you say? You say, excuse me, please. What are you trying to do? <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Really what you do is that you keep quiet. And if you, the person continues and you see he wants to open the door, you tell him, will you stop and leave immediately? Or else... Alright? And if the guy now can start kicking your door, B, B, you just need to press the trigger. You know, AK-47, you press it once, it will discharge several. You don't press it to him. You shoot it to your ceiling. So that there is evidence that you gave a warning shot. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. And he has... Do you think that thief will wait? But if you are saying, leave me alone, I'm going to call 999. Please go. That's what many Christians do to sickness. 
Sickness is an invader. He invades your body and you are giving him room in your mind, nurturing him, talking about how terrible that sickness is and how you didn't know where, why he came. What's your brilliant knowing where he came or where, why he came from or where he came from or why he came. The Bible says resisted the devil and he shall flee. Look at what happened here. They went across the lake to the region of Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tomb to meet him. Watch this. This man lived in the tomb and no one could bind him anymore. Not even with a chain. The next one. For he had often been chained hands and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tomb and in the hills he would cry out and caught himself with, with stones. When he saw Jesus, when he saw Jesus, what? From a distance, what did he do? He ran and he fell on his knees in front of him. Let me help you understand something. Where is Jesus now? Where is he? Show me. Show me Jesus. It's inside me. Anywhere you go, Jesus goes. Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit which is in you. If demons ran to him and bow before him at that time, what is wrong with demons now? It's because the carrier is not conscious of who he is. That's why they mess up with Christians. Show your Jesus and your devil will bow before you. Because whenever they see Jesus, they bow. They bow. They bow. The Bible says, he went on his knees in front of him. Now look at the next thing. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of what? Most High God. How many sons of the Most High are here with your hands to me? Devil have nothing to do with the sons of God. Demons have no jurisdiction with the sons of God unless what you permit him to do. Then he said, swear to God that you won't torture me. Every Christian has been given the authority to torture any demon. Okay? The reason why the demon is confessing, this is demons himself confessing. Demons are saying this, that we know that you can torture us. Please don't. This is what the demons in people cry whenever you are passing beside them. They always think you see them. They always think you understand them. But even if you don't see them, if you are a person always connected with the Holy Spirit, no wonder sometimes you are passing and you start praying and you start praying in tongues for just no known reason to you. It's because the God in you is charging. If God opens your eyes to see what is going on around you, at that time you are praying in tongues and you are speaking and you are praying and rebuking and binding as you are walking. Though you didn't see anything, you just start praying like that. Don't you understand that you are one of the infantry of God? One of the militia of heaven. 
Heaven depends on you. When they just want to flex their muscle, they will just struggle you to speak in the name of Jesus so that they can borag some demons. Don't look for borag in the English version. That is Alfred Williams' <laughs> expose. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Look at what the Bible tells me here. No, 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 go back to that verse. It says to me, the demon shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Swear to God that you will not what? Torture. Every Christian can torture demons. Do you remember Psalm 81? Verse. What does he say? Yeah? Psalm 82, what does he say? I say, and you are John 1.12, what does he say? As many who what? Uh-huh. Who believe? God what? Go back to that Mark. So why, what is the evidence brought to us by the book of Mark? That puts you in a place of authority. Go back to Mark. No. He says, the demon shouted at the top of his voice, <clears throat> What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the Most High? So you are sons of the Most High, isn't it? And then what do you say about them? Swear to God that you will not torture me. You can torture the devil or anything of the devil. Not because you fasted, but because you are born again. And born of God. Look at what he says further. For Jesus has said to him, what? Come out of this man, you evil spirit. Say after me, come out of this man, you evil spirit. Listen to me. When you command demons, they must obey. What happens is that many of you don't. Devil mess around you, you are calling somebody else. Or calling 999, calling some members, calling some. Before they will answer you, the devil will have finished what he wanted to do with you. I want you to know who you are. That's what God has been emphasizing on you in this church for a few weeks now. Who you truly are, if you are truly born again. Remember I told you, you've got to really be born again, no. Not coming to church, but born again. You must have really accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I told you that. But if you just follow them to church, the devil may use your nose for trumpet one day. And if he's tired of that nose, he may just take the mouth and begin to blow trumpet with it. There is somebody who said the witches carry her leg in the night. And they will use her leg to hit several places. When she wakes up in the morning, she's always having this pain. Her leg had like elephantiasis. In the village. So, they went to whoever who prayed for them and said, okay, you know what? When you sleep every day for seven days, wake up at one o'clock, at two o'clock, and don't sleep till morning. Just pray. So, the first day she woke up at two o'clock, pray till morning. Second day, and then one of the days, she woke up 
and she found out that her leg was normal. Ah. She refused to sleep now. You know, somebody with elephantiasis, the leg is about three times bigger. And she carries it like a stone. Now, no more. So, what did she do? In the morning, the second wife in the other room, who always wake her up, did not come. So she came out and said, Ah, oh, everybody look in the house, my leg is okay, my leg is okay. <clears throat> the other woman came out, her leg was swollen, the witch woman. And she now began to confess how they use the leg of the other woman to go and, when she's going to her meeting, she'll take the leg and put, they put the instrument there, and they go and hit the leg all over the whole place, bring it back to her. You know, some things about occultism look like a film show. Do you know Pokemon is demonized? It's a demon stuff. Any child who does it will be demonized. If you play with Pokemon, demons will enter into you. You know what they call Pokemon? Is it Pokemon they call it? Pokemon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Demons, anybody. It's, a, it's an altar of the devil. Either, either adult or young, you use those stuff, the demons enter you. Is he not telling you that you should go and be looking for an unseen spirit? That's it now. You are looking for something in your neighborhood and you are going to catch it outside there. Isn't it? So what will you catch outside but demons? Demons enter people because they just prepare your mind into it and then they enter into your body. A Christian should be reading the Bible not looking for Pokemon. Hallelujah. You know, this, the devil in these days have become technologically advanced. So he's no more coming like the crude way. That he's taking their leg and hitting it against the wall. <laughs> oh, he now puts on a white collar and, uh, you know, white shirt or blue, sh- blue, blue shirt. And, you know, he will talk like, you know, socialism. You know. And he's Harry Potter, you know. It's not harmful, but they can look scary. Yeah? And get himself into the curriculum. So that all children can be demonized in the country. Hmm? And people who know that those things are bad are now saying that we should give it to our, dem- our children. And then those children at very young age are killing other children. And they are manifesting according to what they fed them. And then the government is asking why. They ain't seen nothing yet. The way you lay your bed... But for you, listen to me. That scripture tells me, Jesus has said to the Spirit to come out. Don't play with demons. Command them. Don't play with them. But you see what happened, how it ended? The next verse, please. Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? My name is Legion, he said. He replied, for we are many. I don't think the demon is trying to scare Jesus. Because I've heard some preachers say that demons always try to scare you by saying we are many. No, because the demon already had, has exclaimed that he's afraid. So he cannot, if you take this as carrying Jesus, because you don't understand the letters of the law. Are we together now? The demon is just telling the truth. There were many, really. And there were legions, because there were so many. Legion is not their name. But he doesn't know the names of others. So he said we are many. 
Legion means many. Then he replied. And he begged Jesus again and again. Did you see? That is an evidence that he was not trying to scare Jesus. The guy is just looking for a way out. Begging for his life. Not to send them out to the, of the area. Why doesn't demons want to leave an area? Because they are used to it, like you too. When you buy a new house in a far place, you don't want to go. Because you are used to the whole place that you are. Yes, demons are territorial. Because Satan has divided all territories and assigned demons to operate in all territories. And when they remove them from that territory, then their operation is disconnected. He doesn't want to leave the territory. But well, either he wants it or not, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And he begged Jesus again and again. Look at the next verse. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. Does that not tell you, give you an indication that demons use animals? If they don't use animals, how will they ask for exit into the pig? They are spirits. They cannot function unless they have a life body. They cannot function in the dead. Okay? But they are spirits. They need something that is living to occupy. So they occupy human so that they can use, they can walk through human. They occupy animals so that they can walk through animals. But you see what Jesus said? It says, Jesus gave them permission. Give them the permission. And the evil spirits came out, went into the pigs. They had, they had about 2,000 in number rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. 2,000 pigs could not hold the demons that have been living in one man. Explain that. That shows you the disparity between man and animals. Because man is made in God's image. You have great power inside you. Spiritually. So, for the demons that live in one man, to enter into 2,000 pigs, and yet, those 2,000 pigs could not even wait for a second, and this man had been living with these demons in him for years. No wonder they bind him, he breaks the chain. No matter how strong the chain is, he breaks it. You know when people manifest demons, they will roll. Somebody, in New Cross, I was preaching one day, and a woman from the third row flew to the, to the ceiling. The ceiling of, of, of New Cross is not so high. He flew to the ceiling and then she turned vertically. And she flew over the head of people and hit herself on the ground. But when she, when she hit herself on the ground, eventually when she got up, she was not injured. She wasn't injured. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Man is so powerful as God created him. Whatever the case may be. Those standing the pigs ran off. <laughs> and reported this in the town and countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. Look at the next thing. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by legions of demons sitting there. What? And sitting there and dressed. Somebody will come back to his right mind tonight. I say somebody will come back to his right mind tonight. If you have anybody in your family that has lost his mind, I call their brain back. I call their mind back. I command perfection to their body. Whatever disease they say they have, 
In the name of Jesus, I command him to be restored from this very hour. He came back to his right mind. He was sitting with who? Jesus. When you are just cleansed, you need the word of God to fill the gap. You see, this is why I have problem with so-called deliverance ministers or churches. They will, they will pray, do all these gymnasium over people. The people will be there for years to be delivered again and be delivered again. Nonsense. You need, if you truly cast demon out of a person, then that person has come to his right mind. It means he can read the Bible and remember it. He can pray and he can understand. You must sit him at the feet of Christ and feed him with the word of God. Feed him with what he truly is now that he's born again. That You see, you now have to take revenge on those demons <clears throat> that came out of you. I will together now. Do you know what happened? No problem. The next verse says, those who have seen it told the people what has happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. You would think that that would be great. Shall we read what next happened? The people began to plead with Jesus to leave the region. Listen to me. Of course, we know that the, the man who had the pigs lost business. But it's unfortunate. 2,000 pigs owner in that, at that time must be a rich man. Listen, therefore. From this, something, two scenarios took place. Two things took place from this story. After this story. Now you understand now, from this, demons bow to anyone who is the son of God? Anybody? Number two. Demons submit to the authority of anyone who is a child of God. I will gather. But that child must exercise the authority. <laughs> if the child is afraid, then he cannot exercise authority. If the child is naive, he cannot exercise Authority. The reason why some people are destroyed by the devil among the church in the church of God is that you need to wake up to the consciousness of who you really are. You carry God in your body. Are we together now? Come on now. Look at verse 18. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon possessed begged to go with him. I love this. This, tells, this is about to set a principle for people who are healed. When God heals you, what God expects of you? He says, listen to this. Jesus did not let him, but said, go home to your family. He didn't say run away from them. And tell them how much the Lord had done for you. Testimony. And how he has had mercy on you. Whenever you open your mouth, you testify. When God blesses you, you must say it out. When God heals you, you must speak it out. You must speak it out to let people know that this is what God has done for me. So that others, people will recognize what God can do. And others in your shoes can believe God for a same miracle. 
You don't receive miracle from God and keep your mouth shut. You must testify. You must testify. If you, are, if you don't know how to be thankful, you will not get any other blessing from God. If you can thank Him for what He did last, He will do another thing to, for you. Jesus healed 12 lepers. Our only two came to say thank you. And Jesus said that to those two, you are made whole. He didn't say they are healed. He healed them, then He said you are made whole. To be made whole is different from to be healed. To be healed is, 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 is addressing a particular ailment, but to be made whole is talking about the whole system of the body. So when they give testimony, sometimes some of you, you know, you say, I'm feeling shy. If you feel shy to testify, you should feel shy to receive miracle. Are we getting together? Feel shy to testify, then you feel shy to receive miracle. Look, let me say this to you, I want to pray with you now. But after this, the next thing that happened, the next verse. Jesus had again crossed over the, the, the borders, the other side of the lake, and a crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came there, seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet. Now, I'm not going to read this scripture through, but I will tell you this. Now, we saw the, the demon possessed, alright, whose name has been changed by infirmity. The Bible did not tell us his name, but the Bible described him by the condition that the devil had placed him. And God told me, anyone who is listening to my voice right now, if you have been placed by the devil under any condition, you are set free in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. A similar story is in the book of John chapter 5. Jesus went into, the, into, into Bethesda. At the, in, a, in a pool, you know, uh, in Bethesda. And the Bible says that in that pool, they, you know, sick people used to be there. Because an angel would stare at the water, anybody who jumps into his pool get healed. Now, this day Jesus went there. And when Jesus went there, there was a man he went to. Among all the sick people, he went to a particular man. Among everybody in London. Why is it that you are the one who came here tonight to hear what you are hearing? It is by God. You didn't just decide to come. Are you with me now? I was ministering in a place yesterday with Pastor Anojo. Pastor Anojo was there. And I was sharing the testimony that happened when I preached for him in a public square in Nigeria. Of healing that God did. You don't come to church because you decided to come. You come because God brought you for a purpose. Tonight's purpose... Your name shall be changed. You shall not be called sought after. If sickness has been seeking after you from today, I declare you receive your healing. If you have always been having disappointment everywhere you go, I declare today, mercy will seek after you. Favor will follow you everywhere you go. Someone says you cannot make it, and because of that you are downcasted. I say today, rise up from your ashes. And instead of your ashes, receive beauty in the name of the Lord of hosts. Listen to me. There is a God. He went to that man alone. He asked the man, do you want to get well? The man told stories. Because the condition of the man is so terrible... 
That it has become God to him. His disability is not a problem. But his inability is his problem. He is disabled, okay? But he is unable to jump into the water. He, is, he was telling Jesus how many times people have disappointed him. They promised to come and help, they didn't come. Is there someone listening to me who is like that? If you have been disappointed by men, today your help will come from God. But it's a God who does not disappoint. He located those who are disappointed and he appointed them into greater things. The man told stories. Jesus said again, man, I understand. Do you want to get well? Because why? You must make up your mind for a change. God cannot change your life unless you make up your mind for a change. Listen to me. Somebody must make up his mind to go higher tonight. Somebody must make up his mind to go higher tonight. Somebody must make up his mind that his change will be loose tonight. Somebody has to be fed up of your own condition so that you can enter into what God is preparing for you. Jesus insisted. And the man said, I have no one to help me. So Jesus said, stand up. Listen to me. Jesus said, stand up. When Jesus says stand up, his, his nerves that were dead had. The word has spoken to you tonight. The whole of your system hears me. Stand up, he says. Take up your pallet and go home. When Jesus says stand up, nothing will hold him. Nothing will be able to hold you. To what God is saying tonight to your life, you will rise up from your ashes. You will enter into your glory. Thirty-eight years, it was over. Back to chapter five of Mark. This man called Jairus heard about what Jesus had been doing because the news of Jairus. He came to meet Jesus and said, "Keep at home." This is the case of some Christians who have a situation. And why Jesus was going with this man, he said, come to my house and lay hands on my daughter. That is the faith of some Christians. If that is your faith, oh, unless apostle lay hands on me, unless a man of God touch me, it is a faith, but it takes time for it to gestate. It takes time for it to happen. And I want to compare this to faith. That man's faith is... Jesus will come to my house and lay hands. So when Jesus was going with him, walking side by side, they met a woman along the way. That woman's condition was so terrible that the Bible did not record her name, but called her the woman with the issue of blood. Listen to me. It's the same Christ yesterday, today, and forever. It says the man, woman with the issue of blood. These are people who have been sick or who have some conditions in life that... Their name is no more remembered. People call them according to their dis- disability. And so, the woman said, Well, I am not worthy for Jesus to come to my house because I don't have one. And the Bible says, that in that Mark 5, that that woman has sold everything she had and suffered a great deal in the hands of medical doctors. Somebody was telling me that her daughter went to work in the hospital and he saw some people... Just temporary work he's doing, she's doing there. She saw some people who 
when they come to the hospital, they have several sicknesses, not one. You know, some people go to the hospital with one sickness. They have about several sicknesses. As they are putting them in this and they are coming out, they are coming back again for another one. They are coming out. They are coming back again for another one. They are coming out. And then she said, she said to God that, ah, my God, that are human beings like this? Yes. Yes. The Bible says that woman, instead of getting better, she got worse. Her condition got worse. Alright? But this is how the healing started. Not by Jesus, but by the woman. The woman made up her mind that today there must be a change. That today a change for good will happen to me. Listen to me. If you look at all these people, their decision has to do with what God can do. It says that, dear friends, above all things, I wish that you will enjoy good health and prosper. Alright? So it's a thing to wish that, but do you want to be? You know what? I made up my mind that at my age, so, if I was not wise enough all these years, at least this year I'm now wise. I am wise, so. I am wise, so. You didn't hear me. I am wise, so. <laughs> I have woken up. Till I hit my grave, I want to shake the world. You didn't hear me? Eh. Whatever it takes those who shook the world before me, I will give. No sleep to these eyes. No rest for this body. This body is going to grave. It doesn't like success. Are you with me now? Your body will be eaten by worms. Somebody say amen. <laughs> you didn't say amen. Look at you. Even if you didn't say amen. The moment you leave this body, the rest is carcass. Within few minutes, worms will begin to grow inside. That is the reason why every good step that you want to take, your body hates it. You want to read, your body doesn't want to read. You want to pray, your body wants to sleep. Oh? You are having pain here, pain there. They told you that if you do exercise 30 minutes a day, day, you'll be okay. I will, I will, I will. Until pain of the leg get to the head. I will, I will. Exercise you won't do. Until the whole bone lock up. Your body hates everything that is success. I will get it now. That's the reason why you have to make up your mind. Somebody has to make up his or her mind. The woman made up her mind and said, If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I don't need this man to come to my house. I'm homeless. But I have issue of blood. It's an issue in my life. It has to stop today. If I miss tonight, that's the end of it. That's the kind of faith that brings manifestation from heaven immediately. So she struggled to the people. You know, many people were around Jesus. In Israel, by law, if they discovered her in the midst of the crowd, 
the Lord says, stone her to death because she's unclean. Everybody that she touched must go to do the sacrifice of purification. That's how terrible her condition was. She defied every loss of man and loss of nature. She pushed through until she touched. You know, I always say this. This is me. Because her faith, anybody who has faith, you touch the Father in heaven. Alright? And the heaven cannot he has to respond to faith. So, how could the garment of Jesus flow to the back for the woman to touch? To the place whereby everybody around Jesus did not notice. That's a mystery. You imagine, Jesus is walking like that with somebody in a flowing gown. And others were several layers, several layers, several layers behind Jesus Christ. And a woman penetrated under their legs or beside their legs, between their legs until she touched the garment. That garment must have flown back towards her. I believe that. Because your faith will trigger something. When Bartimaeus cried, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, have mercy on me. The Bible says the first time Jesus didn't answer. He cried again, Jesus didn't answer. The people said, shut up. Why? Because that cry has not been mingled with faith. It is a plea, but it's not in faith. And when the man saw that everybody was trying to hinder him and he will lose the opportunity, the man screamed out of faith and said, hit the altar of God and God sent mercy. This is what he asked for. When mercy rests upon a man, it will arrest the grace of God in everyone around you. Jesus has to stop. Because mercy has located a man, the grace of healing must respond to mercy. The same thing with the woman with your blood. The blood dried up instantly. And Jesus said, power went out of me. The disciples said, Everybody is pressing over you, around you. What are you saying, power? If power went out of you, it's all like Peter. You will have said, ah, who will the power hit first, if not me? I'm the next one to you. Let me say to you, you can drop power from God. I say you can drop power from God tonight. God has healed a woman with Israel blood in this house. The path dried up. Yesterday, I called Pastor Anujo to come and testify. When I was preaching for him in Onola, a boy that was crippled by a polio, totally jumbo-mambo, was healed on the spot. The leg grew and expanded. Do you know those miracles happen because people have faith? They don't know Apostle Williams. They only have, there was a man, mommy will remember, and some others too. We went to Ota to do crusade. And a man had TB. When he coughs, his, his handkerchief is stained with blood. It's from Ghana. This can sound foolish. The man now had been to all the hospitals in Nigeria. She could not, he could not get here. From north to, to, to Lagos. He couldn't get here. He'd been to several witch doctors. He couldn't get here. He said that his condition got so terrible that he cannot stay with his wife because they don't want to catch TB. He said, he now read a poster in a 
Uh, he said, Apostle T.B. Williams. Ah! He said, if this man's name is T.B. Williams, he will hear my T.B. Can you see how stupid it looks? But God sees the heart. God sees the heart. He said, if this man is Alfred T.B. Williams, his name is T.B., he will hear my T.B. <laughs> and he came to the crusade, he was right in the front. And when the power of God was moving, the God who saw his heart said, that man with TB, you are healed in the name of Jesus. And the power of God hit his chest. Bah! He was on the floor. The man got up on the floor. He went, ah! No blood. Ah! 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 No blood. He, he provoked his cough so much. No blood. He shouted, I have been healed! I have been healed! I have been healed! He ran to the pulpit. What is your testimony? I have TB. <laughs> Listen to me. In the same crusade, they brought a man. They were carrying the man. He was lifeless. They brought him to prayer line. What is the case of the man? Doctors don't know the sickness of this man. They have treated him for years, but the symptom is this. Anything he drinks... Within 15 minutes comes out from his anus. Okay? He will pass it out. So he became like skeleton. So they now have to put his bed beside the toilet. And this is local toilet. He could not stay in his room anymore with his wife. Because if they feed him, they have to feed him in that place. 15 minutes he have to go to the toilet. So he had no more strength or energy. And they brought the man, as they brought the man to the front line, the man said, I said, do you believe? He said, I believe, I believe. I said, do you believe just can do? He said, I believe. I said, leave him alone. They said he will cross. I said, leave him alone. Don't you hear the man? The man said he believes. Drop him. And when those four men carried him, put his foot on the ground, he went to the ground and he came up again. I said, Satan, lose in the name of Jesus. And the man, like a little shock, went to his body. He started running. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. We established in the church. He's not living in his room. He's not got flesh all over his bones. If you can believe, if you can believe, if you can believe, if you can believe, all things are possible with them. Probably stand up on your feet, we're going to pray now. You want to pray for yourself, then I will speak over you. Say after me, I believe. I can't hear that. I can't hear that. Say all things are possible for those who believe. Now lift up your voice and begin to command things that should be to be. Anything in your life that should not be there, command them to be removed in the name of Jesus. The same Jesus who healed that demon possessed is here right now. The same Jesus who healed the woman with the issue of blood is right beside you. Begin to command things in your life. Anything manifesting in your life that should not be there. Command them to leave right now, right now, right now. 
Remember when the demon saw Jesus, he went and said, Jesus, son of the most high God, have mercy. Begin to decree over your life, beginning from your body. Your body, the temple of God, is not a place for sickness and infirmity. Cast every sickness to die. Every willingness to die. Burn every evil spirit asserted against you by hell. Rebuke them over your family. Rebuke them over your life. Burn them and cast them to hell. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says God warned kings concerning them, saying, Touch not just anointed, and make us perfect no harm. Satan have no right to touch you. He have no harm to give you. Tell the Lord. Now, begin to speak into next week. What you want your next month to be? You are going to the month of September. Begin to speak into the month of September. The rest of the days of August, according to the word of the Lord, the Bible says, decree a thing and it shall come to pass. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. In Jesus' name we are prayed. You know, we are going to pray very briefly. We, are, we pray here every day, 7 to, to 8, every day. Tonight, very brief. I will close and go now. But let me say this to you. Any prayer that doesn't move you, cannot move God. I don't know what position or stage you are in life now. And maybe you are satisfied with what you are, where you are. I am not. I am not. I'm not satisfied with your spiritual level. Of course, you have attained the height. Okay? Until we can spread ourselves in London and cause commotion by casting out devils everywhere. And people begin to, the news change from evil to some people are commanding the blind, they are seeing and lame is walking on the streets and there is commotion in Oxford Street, there is commotion in Deford, there is commotion in all the marketplaces. That is our destiny. And I'm not satisfied with your financial position or your place in your office. I want your names to be numbered among the people we hear. 
I was today watching, I was watching the news. I called my wife that, look at that man. Do you know that man on television? She said to me that, who is the man? I said, this man, tell me a man who everybody in the world know it now. Know him by name. Now. Microsoft. You will use him if you are poor. You will use him if you are rich. I said, that is Bill Gates. He said, oh, yeah, that's Bill Gates. Now, this is it. Bill Gates, while I was watching him, said he has given five billion dollars to Africa, and he will. This five billion dollars will be paid within five years. So every year he donates one billion to Africa. Every year, not from his company, but from his pocket. Okay. And someone said to me in the church that I'm, I'm comfortable. You are not. You are not. If I am giving one billion, as I'm standing here, I will tell you what I will spend everything on. Constructing. Think that we turn many lives around. Think that we bring glory to the name of Jesus Christ forever. Think that we will do. And the unbelievers will begin to say, this is how Jesus in the Bible did it. Come and see them. They are different from all others. Listen to me. In the church of God, we should not have a financial need. The Bible says, and I told you, I showed you on Sunday, in the land I'm taking you, however, you should not be what? Poor. So, when I tell you to pray, if you don't know what to pray, pray for me that God lift apostle up. God lift apostle up. If I was you, I would pray. At this hour, listen to this. Job 22 verse 28, 27. He says you will pray to him and he will hear you. And you will fulfill your vows. You will pray to him and he will hear you. I want you to pray. What you really want God to do for you. Where you really want God to please you. What is happening in your life now that should not be, that should stop. Things that should change around you. Lift up your voice and begin to pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Speak to your life to arise. Speak to your life to be exalted. Speak to your life to be lifted up. He said you will pray to him and he will answer you. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask and you shall receive. Seek you will find. Speak concerning your spiritual level. Speak concerning your financial level. God has a better plan for you. Tell the Lord, take me into your perfect plan. Take me out of poverty, Lord. Make me a blessing to my nation. Make me a blessing to my family. Make me a blessing to my city. Give me enough overflowing that I may help humanity. People are suffering all over the world. It is the church of God that should be taking care of their needs. It is not NGO. It is the church, Christian church, that is supposed to take care of their needs. Tell the Lord, bless me, my Lord. Bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Jabez prayed and God changed him. He changed his fortune. Tell the Lord, take me to the highest height in my career. Take me to the highest height in my, in my, in my work. Give me the best knowledge, the best brain in my profession. Any business that you are doing, 
Tell the Lord, teach me about my business. Be the, money, the, the director of my business. The chairman of my business. Give me the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Restore my fortune like the watercourse of Negev. Restore my fortune like the watercourse of Negev. Now begin to pray for your brothers, your sisters, your family members, your children, your father, your mother. The Bible says, what you decide upon will be done, verse 28. And light will shine on your ways. Whatever you decide upon shall be done, and light will shine on your ways. Begin to make decisions. Begin to pray the Lord, Father, this is what I've decided. Firmly decided. Let your light shine upon my way. It says when men are brought low, we lift, we save the downcast. Begin to command your brothers, your sisters, your friends, begin to speak into their lives. That the Lord will lift them up. The Lord will break the chain of Satan. He will remove the covering that covers their eyes. What the devil is doing that makes them not to think that they will send his fire and destroy it. They will restore them back. Restore your family. Restore your life. Restore your body. Restore your home. He is God. He can do all things. Tell God, let me be a good story in England. Let me be a good story in the United Kingdom. He is the one who lifts up the noble. Bravo, Bobo, area. Are going to make declarations upon your next month? Make declarations upon your next week? If you have been jobless, begin to decree. It shall come to pass by this time next week. But I will have testimonies. It shall come to pass by this time next week. I will have testimony. The job I've been applying for, I've been hunting for, it shall come to me. Anything you are expecting from God, maybe you have been praying for a vision or a revelation or a direction. Begin to declare, tonight, Lord, you will give me the direction. Tonight, Lord, I will receive vision from you. Tonight, Lord, I will receive revelation. As I leave this place today, it shall come to pass. The angel of the Lord will come unto me and it shall show me what God has prepared for me. It is your right to know mysteries. Decree a thing and it shall come to pass. Now begin to celebrate God. Begin to rejoice in what you have commanded. They have taken place. They have taken place. The Lord has removed the garment of poverty. He has given you the garment of splendor and riches. The Lord has removed the garment of regrets. The Lord has removed the garment of sorrow. The garment of frustration is destroyed and consumed. 
Na pondelele boshaka prakate. A new beginning come for me. Begin to make declaration. My glory shines forth. Like the rising of the sun is have been seen. I am the vessel of, of miracle that God will use to liberate this nation. Yes, I'm full of wisdom. I'm full of knowledge. My capacity of understanding has been multiplied by the power of the Holy Spirit. Favor follows me. Goodness surrounds me. Where shall decorate me? Begin to make declaration and thank God for it. Because the very mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Yes, our sons shall come from afar. Yeribosakarabasa. The powers of Satan is broken over every life in this church. The dominion of hell is destroyed over the house. Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell. Every prevailing gate will be shattered and destroyed. In the name of Jesus, as of Nazareth. Every demon subject to torture. In the name of Jesus, as of Nazareth. Every tormentor set into torment. In the name of Jesus, as of Nazareth. There shall be no jobless among you. There shall be no failure among you. There shall be no sick among you. I curse every sickness to die from their roots. I curse every love to vanish from bodies. I curse mark to disappear from bodies. Every brain that is dead will save life. Every cell of the brain will stand in the name of Jesus Christ. Anyone that is double and burn, I lose them. I lose marriages. I lose families. I burn your tormentor. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible says those who rise up against you shall fall. Everyone that rise up against you shall fall. I command it to fall headlong. I command it to fall headlong. I command it to fall headlong. Let God arise from his house. Oh Lord, however there should be no sick, no one shall be sick in Zion. No one shall be ill in Zion. It was wonder because of our transgression. She said because of our iniquities. The testament that makes us so is upon him by his Christ, when we are healed, 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 receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Yea, Lord. Yea, Lord. Yea, Lord. Father, I declare what the people are seeking for. As the Lord lives in the place of whom I stand, they leave this place tonight to enter into the manifestations. Those who are seeking for revelation, Tonight the King of Heaven shall visit you. Those who are seeking for direction, tonight the King of Zion shall visit you and give you direction. Those who have been praying for unction, receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Those of you pray by the power of the Spirit, receive in the name of Jesus, I got nothing. People who have been seeking God for a new job, be translated into it in the name of Jesus. Better high, go in the name of Jesus. God's open for you in the name of Jesus, sir. Those who are called barren, I declare, it is impossible for God to be barren. Therefore, it is impossible for his children to be barren. He says, however, there shall be no barren among you. Now we cast the young, now we cast the young, now we cast the young. I declare you fruitful in the name of Jesus. Children from the throne of grace, receive in the name of Jesus. Covenant children from the throne of grace, receive in the name of Jesus. I speak to your womb, be fruitful and multiply. Now we cast the young. Every assignment of premature death, I banish it in the name of Jesus. I cancel it by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You shall not die but live. You shall live your full lifespan. Lord, I pray for this house. People who sit in darkness to shoot arrows for the source of light, hear the word of the Lord. You will come against us in one direction. You will flee in seven directions. I command hornets from heaven pursuing them in the name of Jesus. I command hailstones from God send upon them in the name of Jesus. He says, and God said to Pharaoh, let my people go that they may serve me. Every person, every human being, that Satan has position around you to shipwreck you. I command them become disconnected in the name of Jesus. I declare, as day and night never meet, you will never meet again. You will never meet again. Those who will shipwreck you, they will run away from you. You shall be like brimstone unto the weeds. Every demon assigned against your house, I banish them to hell. Every demon assigned against your destiny, I rebuke and banish them to hell. As for you, the Lord shall you serve. As for you and your house, the Lord shall you serve. As for you and your house, the Lord shall you serve. As for you and your house, the Lord shall you serve. Every activity of Satan over every member in this house, by the power of the Most High, Lord, according to the covenant you made with me, I come out in the name of Jesus, Lord of Nazareth. May their way be stuck and slippery. May the angel of the Lord pursue them. The season that we are entering is a season of liberty. Government shall change. I say, thrones shall be overthrown. Rulers shall be brought down from their position. The devil shall be confused by the power of the Most High. Angels of heaven shall be released upon mankind. They will bring you grace. 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 Grace to pray. Grace to move. Grace to prosper. Grace to communicate with God. Grace to serve God. Grace to stand before God and be complete. Grace not to be wearied. Grace not to be tired. Receive in the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth. We have waited long for this. We enter into the matter of few days, Lord. 
celebration in the gates of Christ the tabernacle. Yeah. Yes, I will throw my waters upon the thirsty. Celebration and jubilation in every house. Hey, people who have been burning for God before and Satan have quenched your fire. Receive the fire! Hey, Lord, those who are falling among us, I command them to be lifted up in the name of Jesus. The repairer of bridges that is all devastated. Resources to be done. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Father, the sons of prophets are prophets. The Lord took out of the spirits that he put in Moses and he placed over the seventy elders and they all prophesied. My God and my King, you who sent me and who had appeared to me over the period of years, I asked Lord, but out of the grace you place in me, spread over these people, Lord. I bring Christ with the Banaku Global. Lord, the grace of healing. I say, receive in the name of Jesus. Signs and wonders. Receive in the name of Jesus. Prophetic insight. Receive in the name of Jesus. Angelic encounters. Receive in the name of Jesus. From today, CRT, your story change. From today, as with the Banaku, your story change. Out of among you, kings shall be raised. Out of among you, rulers shall be birthed. Hey Lord. We give you the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. I want her cutter to say amen. I want the interruption.